Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another special edition of Last Match Standing. Today we're going to take you all the way back to the Sky Dome in Toronto, Canada for WrestleMania 6, the ultimate challenge, Hulk Hogan versus the Ultimate Warrior. That's absolutely right. Welcome to another edition of Last Mania Standing. If you like what you're hearing, you can catch up way faster on our Patreon page where we have exclusive content just like Last Mania Standing. Hey, we also have Last Trivia Standing and so much more on our Patreon page. That is patreon.com slash lastmatchstanding. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. And support for this episode of Last Mania Standing is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Uh, Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the Performance Packets. So join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with the exclusive offer for 20% off your whole order and free worldwide shipping with the code LASTMATCH at manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. On the examination of the galaxies of space, images begin to appear. Images of strange and powerful forces. But of all the forces in the universe, the two most powerful, Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior, prepare to explode. Champion versus champion. It's title for title. It's the ultimate challenge. It's WrestleMania. Welcome to Last Mania Standing, the podcast where we review, relive, and rank every WrestleMania in history. As always, I'm Spencer. I'm Vince McMahon. Hulk Hogan. And we are coming to you with the ultimate challenge. WrestleMania 6 from the Sky Dome, April 1st, 1990, Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Monsoon, Ventura back in action on commentary. Has to be. Has to be. Oh, yeah. Has to be. And that opening package from Vince McMahon. No words. Just. It's perfect. No words. It It is is perfect. As perfect as perfect can be. Almost as perfect as Paul's impression (laughs) of it, I think. Uh, Incredible stuff. Uh, there will be no surprises as to what I ranked that opening segment. <laughs> I think we all gave it a 10. A perfect 10. <laughs> it's amazing. I loved it so much. Uh, almost as much as I loved Robert Goulet singing Oh Canada. Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. You know, you know uh, Jesse, the body, says that uh, Goulet reminds him of Axl Rose, <laughs> which is, of course, the... Uh, what, it, what he reminded all of us of, I think. The, the best part was that Gorilla had no idea who Axl Rose was. Right. Like, <laughs> not a damn clue. <laughs> but Goulet, man, what a start. Because, you know, we're not doing America the Beautiful. Well, no, because we're in Canada. Because we're in Canada, <laughs> which is something that I think we forget as the show goes on. I think we realize half, like the second half of the show, we're pushing a real big American vibe. Yeah. Um, what the hell is this? And the this? crowd's like, we're in Canada. A, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> that's this exactly is, what they said. Yeah, this that's what I thought. The first time in WrestleMania history we've had big screens in the arena. Oh, Ooh. the big screen. It's beautiful. They look really good. They look great. 
They look reminds great. Me of, it reminds me of the Superdome. Yeah, how about the Sky Dome coming in big in 1990 with the big screen? It's a it's a huge addition. Um, just before we get really locked and loaded into WrestleMania six, I just want to recap where we stand in terms of WrestleMania rankings. Uh, the first is still the best as things stand right now. WrestleMania one. Stars mean to go. That's right. a five point five five for is you. What, is yeah. what I ranked. That's it. right. That's right. Which was the highest of the three of us because remember Paul and myself had uh, had the exact same ranking of five point two seven, but it gave it a total of sixteen point zero nine. Uh, which is, of course, a reminder of how we rank yeah. the manias. Uh, you know, we give it a, an official, accurate, um, not objective at all uh, <laughs> ranking, and it and it gives WrestleMania one a sixteen point oh nine. Uh, from there, it's WrestleMania three, then four, then five, and not doing so well in in last place, fifth thus far is WrestleMania 2 with an abysmal 11.21. Out of a possible 30. I mean, we watched it. We understand why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So today, I am very curious where WrestleMania 6 will hold up. Will it Will it be far and away the best WrestleMania yet, or will it sink to the depths of WrestleMania 2? Well, I'll tell you what. It, it starts with a fun contest between Coco Beware and Rick Martel. Oh, man. Rick Martel coming out. <laughs> Coco <laughs> Beware. And uh, the Junkyard Dog continue to be the two most over people that ever happen at WrestleMania. Pretty much. And you're right. Rick Martel, the heat is very real. Coco Beware, beloved by all. Uh, And man, you know what's wonderful is Coco's entrance theme. I love it. Oh, I really love it. It's so good. Bird, bird, man. (laughs) Bird, bird, man. Oh, so good. And we get the return of the WrestleMania 3 ring carts. They're there. Yes, they're back. Here's the bad Finally. news. Finally. Here's the bad news. Bad news, Brown? No, no, no. That's, oh, no. that's that later. That is bad news. But here is the bad news. Uh, we get the ring carts, which we love, but you know what's missing? The Federettes. Yeah, we were we were watching. I think we were like match like seven. You're like, wait, where are the Federettes? And we're it's like, about that. We're staring at the ring cart because the camera kept cutting when they were in the ring carts. We got to the ring. I was like, oh, no, what's going on? Like, oh, where are the Federettes? That's because it's some short dude in a suit. That's opening up the the uh, the cart for the uh, for the wrestlers to get out and walk to the ring. I was bummed. I was quite distracted enough by Rick Martel with his arrogance. <laughs> like li- literally, literally the the little spray, the the fucking uh, atomizer. The atomizer. There it is. There it is. <laughs> yes, I am immortal. Yes, this is the fragrance of the nineties. Arrogance. No, only a model esque can use arrogance. <laughs> so good. So good. Uh, 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 it's um, gorgeous George style, you know? It is very it's gorgeous George. So, yeah. so well done. And this match gets off to a really quick start. Yeah, we get a, we get a crossbody from Coco Beware pretty early on. Uh, and of course, because it's Coco Beware, I have to spell crossbody with a K. Ah, yes, of course. I think that's how it works. I think those are the rules. Um, but it's really a good opening contest in terms of pace. It, you know, it's the one that kind of gets people going. Um, it's not a snooze fest, and it's not long. It's three minutes and 51 seconds. No, it's quick. Very, very lightning fast. Yeah. One of the things I noticed was that is one very well-behaved parrot. Yeah. Man, oh man. Right? He's just, he's just... Frankie doesn't move. Chill. Mm-hmm. What we do learn is Jesse Ventura... Has a whole floor to himself at the hotel. In his <laughs> <laughs> whole floor. It's incredible. He deserves it. He's a uh, Hollywood star. He probably because he insulted everyone else who wasn't. They don't want to be around. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to be there. Mm, yeah, sounds about right. 
but what ends up happening here towards the end of this contest, because remember, it's a quick one. Uh, Coco goes for a dive uh, and misses, ultimately. And uh, the model puts in a submission, and that's, that's the end of it. Yep, model Boston Crab. The Boston Crab. Yep, Boston Crab. And uh, Rick Martel defeats Coco Beware. Decent start. Submission. Yeah, the not bad. The first WrestleMania match of the decade. There you go. Yeah, 1990, first one. One, one hell of a decade for wrestling, yep. too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was born 33 days after this show. Really? Hey, how about yeah. that? That's really interesting. So April 34th? <laughs> May 3rd. <laughs> Math. <laughs> what? Um yeah, so it's a, it's a really a solid start. I'm not mad about it. I think I think it kind of gets things going in the right direction. Um because the second match <laughs> that match was quick. It let's was. Let's slow it down. Yeah, slow let's... it way down. <laughs> <laughs> and we do that uh with the tag team championships on the line. Uh, is this? There's only two title matches. No, there's three. There's three, three title, title matches because I forget it, about the million dollars. Yeah, don't later. don't yeah. forget the million dollar I, championship. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, but the WWF Tag Team Championships are on the line. It's the Colossal Connection with Bobby Heenan uh, versus Demolition with their sex gear. Yeah, Colossal Connection, Haku and Andre the Giant. Yeah, I would not want to be staring across the ring at the Colossal no. Connection. <laughs> No, they tell a really interesting story in this match, though. Uh, you know, I thought there was an interesting promo from the Fifty Shades of Demolition. <laughs> uh, it was a lot of grunting and uh, something like that. Uh, but, but in all seriousness, they get in the ring, and Andre sort of looks like he's on his last leg, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think we actually we get him one more WrestleMania, not seven, but isn't? Oh, uh, we get him one more, but he's not wrestling. He's right, just there. Right. I think it's eight. He yeah. appears on crutches. Um, he's yeah. It's it's the end of the journey, um, and it's and it's there for sure. And that's kind of it's kind of a bummer for sure. Um, and it's why he really doesn't get in this match. Um, Haku is in it the whole time for the for the uh, colossal connection. Uh, but I will tell you, demolition on the flip side of things is over. This Canadian crowd. Loves them oh, some yeah. demolition. Apparently, they are really in to that kind of thing. Oh yeah, uh, BDSM is a big thing in Canada. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I hear. Well, so the pace starts a little bit slow, but when Axe gets the hot tag on oh, Smash, man. the crowd loses their minds. Well, yeah, because originally, like demolition is doing kind of these quick tags, right? right. But uh, once once you're right, that that tag to Axe is where everything kind of changes. Uh, so they're able to get Andre tied up in the ropes at one point, and then they're able to hit Haku with a demolition decapitation, and that's all she wrote. Yeah, in fucking 19 minutes. Second longest match in the card. No, I mean, it was long, and it was, and it was that slow start kind of, but it, it didn't, like, when I think back to this match that we just watched, it doesn't feel doesn't feel super long. It was entertaining. In my mind, I thought it was a good tag team match. You know, I think Haku oh, yeah, it was good. Should get some credit here because you know he it was basically a handicap match. I mean, for all intents and purposes. But my only thing is just like if they knew that Andre couldn't go, then they should not have booked him in a 19 minute match. Right, and you know, Demolition more than does a good job here, and oh, yeah. and they win the titles and everything's great. Um, but I, you know, two for two on what I think are pretty solid pretty matches to start WrestleMania six. Well, I thought it was really interesting about that match is the ending with uh, Andre in the ring being berated and slapped by Bobby Heenan, who's shouting, I'm the fucking boss. Oh, yeah. he does say that. I forgot he does. <laughs> and you can hear it clear stay. Yeah, there's definitely some dissension from Andre here at some point. And uh, so I, I don't know if this is like a, a last ditch effort for Andre to have one more big face push before the end or I think it was. Uh, but yeah, it was interesting. 
Yeah, um, we we hear from Heenan a little bit later in the night, and we'll talk about it then. But uh, he was not happy. <laughs> he was very pissed off at Andre. That is no doubt at all. Um, but we go two matches, and, and we're kind of keeping with the action here. Not a whole lot of side stuff happening. We are straight on to uh, Hercules versus the Earthquake. Oh man! With Jimmy Hart, Herc's of course, look- with Earthquake. Herc's looking rough, guys. I love Earthquake's theme. It's a great. I do too. It was really, really fun uh, seeing him come out. And it's weird because some people have themes. Some people don't. Yep. Uh, but I'm glad Herc's got, uh, I'm sorry, Earthquake's got his here. Um, right off the bat, Herc busts the, the uh, he busts Quake's nose, right? Immediately. Like, immediately, <laughs> first thing to happen. You know, uh, my, my Gorilla Monsoon says, uh, as this match begins, he says, the ring has been specially reinforced for some of these <laughs> matches, and this is one of this them. This would be one. Yeah, uh, but you're right. Uh, Earthquake is bleeding pretty quickly. Um, Hercules, I guess, hits a, it looks like it's from the nose. I can't Maybe tell. Maybe from the mouth. Can't quite tell. Well, Quake goes outside after it happens, and Jimmy is screaming at him. He's like, you busted your nose! <laughs> but he's like, he, Jimmy like puts his finger up Quake's nose and takes it out, and there's blood on it. So it was a very strange interaction. <laughs> it broke your nose, baby. Oh, no, you gotta get back in there. I'm on. Is that Elmo? Elmo. I, can't, I can't tell. It's, it's Jimmy Hart kind of. That's what he like sounds like. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. The, ma- the mouth today, of Jimmy. Sesame Street. <laughs> I'd watch that. Sesame Street could be in the South. I don't know. Um, Earthquake is huge. Yes, he's just a big dude, and ultimately he defeats Hercules via pinfall. And uh, you know, it was kind of a bummer. <laughs> so Earthquake is actually able to hit. The default finishing move from SmackDown, shut your mouth. Oh, hey, God. there it is. You're absolutely right. Um, the Richter it, scale. It is. And he, what, he just stomps around, right? He stomps around, does the giant whoopsie, then does it again, and they shout, aftershocks. <laughs> so, yeah, this match, uh, not to be outdone by the previous match, is literally a third the length at yeah. 452. Yeah, it's, it's sort of quick, which is okay because we'll see Earthquake a little later. Yeah. And also Hercules, oh man, he just looks terrible. I don't want to see him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know. It's only downhill from here, guys. He's deteriorating a but little bit. But WrestleMania yeah. 8, you're going to like, he's going to look like an old man. You're going to like, who is this? It's a sad story because Herc had a lot of potential. I'm, I'm just not sure if it's drugs or if just steroid abuse, but good Lord. But following this... Ooh, I actually really enjoyed the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, uh, Lo- what was her last name? It was uh-huh. Lona, insert last name here, that I should, of course, have researched and I did not. So apologies to for myself. Um, but she interviews Miss Elizabeth. That's correct. I will be in a neutral corner during this match. I will not interfere at all. Yeah. So she's talking about why she hasn't been at ringside in a while. Right. Right, uh, I've been taking care of other types of business, and I'm just so excited for all my fans to be back in the World Wrestling Federation. Yeah, and she says that when she does get back to ringside, she will be more involved than she ever was before, which is very interesting. Um, and it's a really nice little segment with Miss Elizabeth. I, it's the most I've ever seen her talk ever. Yeah. It's the only time I've ever seen her talk. And right? I, and I think it it's wonderful. She did great. Yeah, I thought it was a great little interview. It was short. It was sweet. It was to the point. And uh, Lona, the interviewer, was really quite good. And we see her again later as well. We do. Um, but then we go straight back to the ring for the fourth match of the night between Mr. Perfect and Brutus the Barber Beef Beefcake. Which is the first ever bra and panties match. (laughs) (laughs) There are a couple of things I want to mention. Uh, This is the only match that we had to stop, restart, 
and pay very close attention to. That's because Mr. Perfect is wearing a neon yellow singlet, and all three of us said, does he have an erection? <laughs> yeah. We rewound it. When he's coming out, it looks like he's like... He is coming out. Yeah. He was happy to be there, folks. Very happy. If that or he put a sock in his pants. Let me tell you, Mr. Perfect has a penis. Well, let me, let me tell you this. <laughs> and it was winking at us the entire time. Whenever you're in gorilla position and you're passing Brutus, who is wearing next to nothing. Right. It, and the, so the funny thing about Brutus's gear is that it's, it's pink. And so it almost looks like he's wearing a full set of pants. But the... The pink sheer on the sides, sides it and is the back. cut so close to the middle of his ass that he's, there's <laughs> he's like basically wearing like a thong. There's barely anything left to the imagination, and someone should have stopped Mister Perfect, like you said. But instead, they say no. Let's get as close to it as we can with the camera <laughs> and show the world. I mean, they're right up there. Listen, it was a big screen that night. It was, and Mister Perfect. Was there to perform. <laughs> and well, then we before, get a cut to Mary Tyler Moore. <laughs> yeah, Mary Tyler Moore is there. She is, and it's lovely. She looks great. I, I'm a, a huge crush on Mary Tyler Moore. And I you absolutely sh- love And you absolutely should. And then my favorite part of the night, uh, uh, randomly, Mr. Perfect goes, who's next? <laughs> he sure does. <laughs> Years <What>? before Goldberg <laughs> debut. <laughs> I'm like, what? Um, but before we actually cut to the in-ring action, Brutus cuts a very animated promo backstage. Oh, yeah. And he actually ends up using the shears just like wildly, like, ah, ah, ah. And he accidentally cuts the script of Sean Mooney like, <laughs> trying to interview him. Uh, I'd say it's more of a co-canimated promo. Co-canimated. Oh, that's good. Trademark. <laughs> yeah, it's trademark. Uh, yeah. Uh, in this match, we do get the roast of the night from Jesse the Body Ventura. <laughs> I've got, or no, I'm sorry. This is actually uh, on Jesse from oh, Gorilla. Yeah. You remember this? I do. Jesse says, "I've got Paul Newman's eyes, oh. Kurt Douglas's chin, and Robert Duvall's hairstyle." And Gorilla goes, "Yeah, but what of your own do you have there, Jesse?" <laughs> <laughs> there is about four seconds of silence. <laughs> Mr. Perfect coming out, <laughs> and man, Mr. Perfect is just flawless, it's jacked. You know, here's the thing when. These guys walk out to the ring, and it's Mr. Perfect and Brutus the Barber. I'm thinking, this could be the show stealer. It could be. And I was super underwhelmed by this I was, too, and I blame it on Brutus. <laughs> I, I would, too. I mean, yeah. let's be real. Mr. Perfect is Mr. Perfect. Right, and I get it. Um, it just... They didn't deliver. It's actually one of my lowest ratings of the night. Like, it's just not good. It's one of my lower ones, but not by far the lowest. (laughs) It's 7 minutes and 48 seconds, and it feels like 12 or 13 minutes. Well, the fact that Brudai picks up the victory off of a A slingshot slingshot. that sends Perfect into a post. It just feels like such a cheap finish for WrestleMania. I don't care if he went over the top and hit the post. You don't just do a roll-up. You hit him with something. And the post match just drags on and on. Oh. Well, I was I was gonna make that point, and I meant to I meant to make it uh, after um, you know Andre the Andre match with Bobby Heenan. This WrestleMania, I think, and it starts with the with the Heenan and Andre segment, and it happens after Hercules and Earthquake, and it happens here. The post match match segments are as long as the matches. Oh yeah, yeah. That's why you know when we're we're kind of breezing through the matches, we're thinking, oh this. You know, surely this WrestleMania is only three hours. Like, it's going to be a quick watch, but WrestleMania is actually three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. And it's because these post-match segments are so long. They are. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. He wants to go cut the genius's hair, but fuck's sake, man, do it faster. 
Right. Like they they played a cat and mouse game going under the ring for like five minutes. Like, cut the man's hair. I mean, earlier you have Heenan slapping Andre for three or four minutes. After Hercules and Earthquake, Earthquake attacks Hercules uh, for five minutes. He just keeps doing the same things. And and then here we are with Perfect and Brutus, and, and he's cutting Mr. Genius's hair, which we didn't even mention. Mr. Genius, because I well, forgot he about him. He didn't him. do anything. He just stood there. He stood there. There is a moment in the match where uh, he, he, gives, he gives Mr. Perfect, Perfect the, the scroll, scroll and he and he hits uh, Brutus with the scroll. Uh, but Brutus cuts his hair at the end of it. But it takes about forty five minutes to happen, and it's just exhausting. Yeah, it kind of is. Well, speaking of exhausting, the next match is Rowdy Rowdy Piper versus Bad News Brown. <sighs> but not before we get that promo, Landon. This is um, problematic. That's an understatement. Piper cuts a promo. <laughs> they call me the Hot Rod or the Hot Scott. I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm a little bit two-faced. And it's it's kind of terrifying. Yeah. Because so Piper cutting a promo is terrifying anyway, because right. Piper is constantly gasping for air <laughs> when he cuts a promo. <laughs> they call me the hot rod. <laughs> or the hot Scott. <laughs> Two-faced <laughs> bug eyes. Literally. Hey, that bug eye sounded just like That was good. But in case you haven't seen it, you should be very well aware that Piper has painted half of his body black. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, this didn't age very well. No. This didn't age very well as soon as it happened. Right. But you know what I love about this is that when he put that body paint on, he was intentionally given the wrong type of body paint, and it took him three weeks to get it off. (laughs) He had to go to airports, restaurants, had to go home to his family, and more importantly, autograph signings, and he still had the paint on. It wouldn't come off. Karma's a bitch. I mean, it's just completely uncomfortable and wrong on so many levels. Pissed uh, off bad news. <laughs> the Right. The only highlight I have for this is that Danny Davis is a referee. Yeah, Danny Davis. Yeah. Back in the, uh, back in the well, I was going to say back in the stripes, but the referees. Let's talk about the referees for a second. How do you like the referees' shirts matching the mat and then they have the little the, the little bow ties. Yeah, you know it's kind of the the thing still, you know, and it's been that way for the WrestleMania so far. Sure. And, um, I just don't appreciate the fact that every single one of their short sleeve button down shirts, which by the way, um, is a look that you can say is definitely a look. Um, the nerd jerseys is what I, I know those are referred <laughs> to as. Nerd- yeah, nerd- um, trademark that they are always, no matter who it is, no matter what the size of the referee is, they are always too large. Yeah. And it looks silly, but it's a classic look. I appreciate it. Um, Sorry, didn't mean to insult you, podcast hitman. Yeah, <laughs> it's just you know a thing that happens. Um, and Danny Davis, who obviously we've talked about a couple of times being in matches in these WrestleManias, is is back to wearing the nerd jersey, and um, that's the only thing that I have nice to say about this match. Um, I gave it a zero. There you go. I'll just say this right now: double DQ, brawl of the back. Jimmy Corderas with hair. Piper pulls out a Mickey Mouse glove. <laughs> yeah, what the hell was that about? Yeah, it's just, he had and a then, glove but, in his trunks. Well, I Bad News know. sold it like he was a loaded glove. Like, dude, that's just a weightlifting glove. What the fuck? It was it a was very odd and confusing match that's better left forgotten. Wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. He put it on the black hand and punched him with the black. Oh, maybe the paint was loaded up because it's lead paint and a lead 
paint. Stop trying to justify it. I don't know. <laughs> well, Fuck I think, this I think match. Bad News Brown had a glove on, and so I he think did, maybe he was but, like, I don't yeah, know. so he, he was, was trying, trying to, to intimidate Bad News Brown it didn't with his work. own glove. I don't know. Uh, fuck this match. Fuck the paint. Let's move on. You know what I did enjoy? The Bolsheviks versus the Heart Foundation. Yeah, we got to talk about Steve Allen first. Because Steve Allen. Oh, man. I get no kick from Ukraine. <laughs> it's like, hey, that's not the Russian national anthem. You're oh, right. Okay, okay. There no more Stalin. No, no more Stalin. Steve Allen is the MVP of WrestleMania Six. No doubt. He is incredible. The whole time. I love it so much. I would have rather watched three hours of Steve Allen. This segment had me cry laughing. Oh. And it's not it's the like, only one that does. We're going to play the Russian National Anthem now. Ever strike a Kazakhstan. Like, hey, hey, what are you doing? It's not the Russian National Anthem. Come on. And then also the toilet flushes. <laughs> and then Boris and then start fighting each other. Steve Allen is a treat. And I it works so. Her. I love him so much. It works so well because people hated the Bolsheviks, and the Bolsheviks singing the national anthem in particular is like one thing that people just love to boo. And so having Steve Allen there to just counter that and and, and lean in, it was so so well done. I love the match because the match is 19 seconds. The match is great. <laughs> heart, heart attack. <laughs> heart foundations attack Bolsheviks from behind. Bell rings. Heart attack. Done. And the crowd loved it. Ate it up. I, it's one of my highest. It's actually, I think it's my highest rated <laughs> match. Uh, yep, mine too. I thought it was well done. Yeah, it was quick. It was simple. It did what it was supposed to do. Heart Foundation got over. And the thing is that they're trying to tell the story that the Heart Foundation deserves a shot at the tag team titles. Sure. And so by dis- by dismissing the Bolsheviks so quickly, it kind of reinforces that point. Um, but I, you know, I think Paul said, or I think it was Paul that said this while we were watching something that I think is very interesting. Um, if roles were reversed and Brett and Jim were singing the, you know, Oh Canada, for instance, or if they were back in the States and someone was singing the nat- like the United States national anthem and the Bolsheviks attacked them in the middle of it, it would have been a bad scene. Oh yeah. But like, Oh, well, it's, it's not ra- It's not like, I forget the exact word I said, but Oh, this isn't controversial. If it's somebody else's national anthem. Oh yeah. But if you had Bret Hart and Jim singing the Canadian national anthem and they got blindsided riot, or if it's, Jim Duggan trying to sing the American National Anthem gets riot. It's okay if we we make fun of Russia. So, I don't know. I I don't like those segments. I get why people think they're funny, but we have the same thing with with the whole Rusev-Cena thing. Oh, John Cena's going to rip the Russian flag in half. That's fine. Whenever he, Rusev was even motioning tearing down the American flag. (gasps) Oh my God, international incident. Well, you're a fucking hypocrite because it just happened a minute ago and you thought it was hilarious. So, yeah, whatever. Moving on. Moving on. (laughs) The Barbarian versus Tito Santana. I would just like to say, before we get to Tito and the Barbarian, and Tito, of course, we love. Tito's promo. um, Rona Barrett was her name. Rona Rona Barrett. Barrett. Rona. It was not Lona like I thought. Rona Barrett. She was a columnist and uh, she was lovely. And I apologize for not knowing her name initially. She did really well, I have to say. No, she was great. For not being, well, I'm assuming not being right. in a wrestling environment for most of her career. Yeah. She did very well. Yeah, we see her twice, uh, and she does super well both times. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Paul, to your point, yeah. Tito cuts an excellent Whew. short and sweet promo. Uh, we, Arriba. we loved it. Tito is just an all-around great pro wrestler he's got the promo he's fun to watch extremely athletic successful in tag team wrestling successful in singles but he's still wearing his strike force trunks well you know that was a really difficult thing he went through and he's not quite over it yet Landon, it was two years ago it was one year ago 
It was one year ago, thank you. Wasn't it? It was, it was at it WrestleMania was, 5. Yeah, yeah, it was a year ago. Sorry, 4 and 5. It's hard to remember which one's which. And, I mean, you They're think about shit. Martel <laughs> is the big heel in the beginning yeah. of the night. And here we go, Tito Santana on, you know, on this end of things. And, uh, you know, what I think is just kind of silly about this is that most of what we get from Ventura and, and Monsoon is all about Jesse. They talk about Jesse's time in the Navy. And well, I was in the Navy. Yeah, exactly. And they talk about Mexican food the whole time. You yeah. ever eat one of Chico's enchiladas, Gorilla? Montezuma's Revenge, they call it, when mm. I was stationed down there when I was in the Navy. Like, <laughs> You're not normal for a week. <laughs> uh, that's actually if you drink the water, it has nothing to do with the food. <laughs> uh, you know, Bobby the Brain Heenan is, uh, is the manager for the Barbarian, right? And he pays dividends in this match. Um, Tito tries to pin uh, the Barbarian uh, kind of halfway through the match. Heenan comes by, puts uh, Barbarian's foot on the rope. And, it, and it's, you know, it shows that, you know, Heenan obviously is the big mouth and, and that's brain. great. But he's also the brain. And mm-hmm. it's important to be reminded of that sometimes. Because when we saw him earlier in the night, he was just the, the mouth. Um, so to bring him back and, and have him pay dividends in this match, I think is important and a good thing. Um, Jimmy Corderas does a great job refing this match. Yes, he does. How about that? Jimmy Corderas. Also, the vertical leap on the drop kicks by Tito. Holy oh. shit. These would make Bob Holly blush. A Tito Santana drop kick. Yeah. Boy. Mm. It's it's the it's chef's kiss. That's what it is. And uh, Barbarian does get a vicious clothesline in this one. <sighs> yeah. It kind of rips Tito apart. Yeah, it was good. I think, uh, and you know, we talked about how Tito is an excellent performer. He can get drop kicks like crazy, but he can also make your opponent, his opponent, look really. Oh yeah, good. and he made Barbarian look like a million bucks. Yeah, I think you know, and I just had this thought while I was watching this match. You know how we um, we've referred to Shawn Michaels as like you know he's obviously Mister Re- WrestleMania is kind of what they call him, but he is. Um, the guy that doesn't have to win to sure. put on a super strong performance. Yep. And Tito kind of feels like the early Mr. WrestleMania. I mean, he's been in all six of them. Yeah, he's been in all six, and he's just consistently very good. He's been in all six. He actually was in the first ever WrestleMania yeah, match. Yeah, that's right. And he had a hell of a And it was great. Yeah. And it was great. Every so, time you see him. He, he made the execution look good. I would be interested to go back and look at all the Tito Santana matches and take that average score yeah. and measure that against some of these other matches. So glad you asked. I got him right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but Mr. He, numbers. Obviously, Mr. Numbers. The, you know, the matches aren't as high profile as the one Shawn Michaels has, specifically in the second half of his career. Um, but uh, Tito, I mean... Just really, really good. Good stuff. And we good really stuff. liked it. He he loses this match, but in a good showing. You know, a match that I think all three of us probably ranked pretty high. Um, it's my third highest night. match of the night. Right. See? So, it, I mean, it was 433. It wasn't long at all, but it was it was enough to give us the story that we wanted to see. Uh, and Barbarian ultimately gets the win, but it was it was a good time. Good time. I liked it. Yeah, yeah. So, we're, I mean, that's already the seventh match. That's already the seventh match. These matches are not long at all. Um, you know, I when we had the WrestleMania tournament a few years ago, you know, that one drug and drug and drug. Yes, it did. Um, and it seems like they've figured out, at least in the ring for this if WrestleMania. you're going to have 14 matches, yeah. you have to pace them right. And this is really, really good pacing. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, now, it doesn't say that way. <laughs> no, it does not. Get it does, later, definitely does not stay so that far, way. So far, so good. Um, and this is actually when it starts to turn a different way. What should have been 
one of the biggest matches in wrestling history. Macho Man, excuse me, Macho King. Yeah. Randy Savage versus Dusty Rhodes should have been a show stealer. What happened? Well, instead, we get the first ever mixed tag team match in WrestleMania history, and it's the Macho King versus uh, Queen Sherry. And and Sensational Sherry. And Sensational Sherry, I'm sorry, versus Dusty Rhodes and Sapphire. Uh, Paul, who was Sapphire? Uh, Sapphire was just some super fan that loved Dusty, and she worked for the company, so they just threw in the ring with him. And it, she was not treated well. No. By any stretch of the imagination. No. But you know what? I don't want to just shit all over the match, because I did learn something very important with this one. Dusty promos don't have to make sense to be enjoyable. Agreed. Because his promo made absolutely no sense. Not a damn. But crown door, baby. Woo! <laughs> but I loved every <laughs> second of it. He does talk about, you know, that Dusty and Sapphire have the one thing that the Macho King and Cherry don't have that they need to be royal. And that one thing that they have that the Macho King and, and Cherry don't is the crown jewel. And that's all we're left with at that point is the crown jewel. What the hell is that? And I'm like, wait, this is. It's like almost 30 years ago. How, how, Crown Jewel, that, that's like last year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. I'm pretty sure we didn't have Saudi blood money in 1990. But I will have you know that as soon as we heard the cowbell, all three of us busted out singing, He's just a common man, working, working hard, hard for the man. man. <laughs> and the second, I, the second stanza, he's just a common man. Eating all the bags of ham. <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy... Do we love that theme song? It's so, so good. good. Oh man, I just it, you know it's the cow, it's the bell, it's the yeah. best part. Um, but after they make their entrance, every all four are in the ring. Macho's gear is fantastic. Oh yes, and uh, Dusty gets the mic and basically says the same thing. He says, "We've got what you don't have, and it's the crown jewel." And we then, got something for you tonight, baby. <laughs> we know what you don't got. And we got the crown jewel. We got the first lady of professional wrestling, Miss Elizabeth. And then she comes out to Macho's theme. I'm like, oh, we just sat through two minutes of this. <laughs> <laughs> very, very long entrances here, folks. Very long. But Miss Elizabeth comes out. The crowd is so hype. It was good. It, I mean, j- after just hearing that she was apprehensive about coming back because she didn't want to disappoint the fans, here she is. She doesn't disappoint. Nope. And all that was great. The Dusty promo to begin was great. The entrances were great. The Dusty promo in the ring was great. Miss Elizabeth coming out was great. And then it stopped being great. Well, we get, we get an airplane spin. And you know, there was, a, uh, there was a clean suplex in this match from Macho Man onto Dusty, which I thought looked really impressive. Yeah. How many people can get a clean suplex off on Dusty Rhodes? Not a lot, right. Nope. So there were some... Saving graces in there, but overall, this is a low, low ranking. Well, yeah, well, ultimately, bad. what happens is you know, when a match that should have been built around a macho man and Dusty kind of one on one, really, it was built around Sapphire and Sherry. And I'm like, and and the announcers, specifically Jesse the Body, just talks about Sapphire's weight the entire time. Wow, have you ever heard of Adkins diet? Oh, Weight Watchers watching this match. Oh. Look at her ass, it's big. <laughs> it was just mean. And, you know, when you pair this on the same card that had Roddy Piper from earlier, 
And guess what? Sapphire's African-American. Surprise, surprise. So it's just kind of a bummer. And it and the match itself is a mess because, you know, she has no in-ring experience. She so can't work. Tossing her around with, with Sensational Sherry. She had some devastating hip attacks, I'll have you know. That's true. Um, it was just kind of a mess and not just, what we wanted it, it to be. It was all. a comedy. It was a joke. And it, like, but the... But the rivalry is so personal, but they have a comedy match because, like, Sapphire, get in there. Like, but I'm not a wrestler. It doesn't matter. Get the fuck in there. Wrestle. Dance was, for us. It was like sh- throwing Rock and Robin in the national anthem. Yeah, yeah. Rock and you can't sing. Sing the national anthem. We're not booking you on WrestleMania because we hate women. It was rough. It was, it tough. was rough. It was tough. But ultimately, um, Miss Elizabeth does get involved at the end and, and helps um, Rhodes and Sapphire pick up the win. I've dubbed, I've dubbed them Dusty Fire. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Dusty, Dusty Fire. Fire wins in 752. Hey, that's good. And it felt a lot longer. Yeah, it, it did. But it, what I do appreciate is that this will set up um, further storytelling between Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth, which will become important oh, yeah. soon enough. After this, gentlemen, we get... Seven promos in a row. <laughs> and, hey, they were all good. They yeah, were all good. They were actually. all really good. It, it starts with Bobby Heenan talking about how Andre's the worst. You know, that's kind of the first Andre's thing. an idiot. You listen to me, you go to the top. Back to you, Jesse. Oh, yeah, Jesse. Uh, yeah, come on, Gorilla. We got to get through these promos. Custom Macho. Macho, man. I don't oh, need wait, no hold crown jewel. Yeah. Hold on. I think that we, it's something super important before we get to Macho Man because the second promo is between Jesse the Body, Gorilla Monsoon, and our oh, dear yes. friend, Rona Barrett, whose name oh. I've always known. Yeah, Rona, Barrett, <laughs> Rona Barrett comes on and she implies that Jesse of the Body has been doing some adult films. Like, I have a screen cap of a movie of yours. Oh, really? Which one was it? Predator? Which is the Running Man? No, it was more of the adult entertainment variety. Oh, I want to see this footage. Can you play it? Yes, to the footage. No, you don't want that footage. You're talking about Sylvester Stallone. Let's go back to ringside. <laughs> it was good stuff. It was great. The insinuation that the body did that is just great. And to see him kind of panic about it. Like, no, I didn't do any pornos. Yeah. <laughs> but then it does go to the Macho King and he's talking about how, um, you know, losing you makes you stronger. You. Yeah. It's it's something, something. Like that. and meanwhile Sherry is in the background just yelling. It's pretty great. She's losing <laughs> it's, her mind. It's good. She's <laughs> losing her mind. Well, you know, it's now been it. You know, it's been 15 minutes since their match, but she's not over it yet, and she is going after it. But Sean Mooney is back there. He doesn't know what's happening. I feel so bad for Sean Mooney because after <laughs> after the rough interviews, yeah, after, tough time, man. After this, we go to demolition, and then it's just Axe going, "We're demolition, we chop down the giant." The whole time you have Smash going, <laughs> whole time making faces and like flexing his chest, holding the belt up, going, "Whoa!" Axe is like, "No, we're gonna cut down everybody else in the world with the Federation. Nobody can stop us. We're unstoppable." They'd go on to feud with the, with. Uh, the road warriors Paul, we need to reenact that promo spencer can be mooney i'll be i'll be smash doing the uh the whole actual straight man and then you can go we chopped down haku we chopped down the giant we chopped down everybody nobody can stop us we're unstoppable (laughs) we're the champions uh then they say uh, uh, um me gene says let's go down to ringside 
And then it goes backstage. To, to <laughs> Hulk Hogan. Hogan. You know something, Ultimate Warrior, dude. Oh, when I come down. I can't, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. I've already done like he, four promos. He says. Hulk the prayers, Hogan. the training, the memories, Hulkamania, the Warriors combined. Do you want to live forever, brother? And he walks away. And then he, he talks about or you're breathing into him or Wanna something. breathe in your final breath and I'll ask, do you want to live forever? It's very strange and I was slightly aroused watching it. I didn't understand what was happening. It was super oh, weird. If that turned you on, just wait. <laughs> well, I, it was left over from the Mr. Perfect match earlier. So, <laughs> 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 I mean, and then we cut to Warrior. So this is the sixth straight promo. Warrior's in the back. He's in the locker room. He kicks Sean Mooney out of there. He says, Sean, Immediately. you've had enough. You don't You don't deserve to breathe the same air I breathe. Get the hell out of here. It's more like, I'm the same air that I breathe. <laughs> Hulk Hogan. Hulk Ho- he says Hulk Hogan 14 times in two minutes. 14 he sure does. 14 times. In addition to turning his back to the camera 10 times. <laughs> Yes, the gods from above your distance. He says that he is here not to take down Hulkamania, but to bring Hulkamania and the Ultimate Warriors together. To bring them together. And I left this promo. Thinking, what the hell did I just watch? <laughs> it was so. If Hulk Hogan's progan, uh, progan, <laughs> progan. If Hulk Hogan's promo was strange, Warriors was otherworldly. Yeah, <laughs> you know what it was? It was galactic. It was out there, intergalactic planetarium. It was. It was out there. Something, but and you know, go back to Jesse and Monsoon again. Yeah, and and they and and Monsoon says something like, ah, oh, you know, I saw the footage; it wasn't so bad, <laughs> you know, like from from earlier. Uh, but then we're finally back down to ringside action. Um, so you know, in previous WrestleManias, we've had that forty minutes of nothing. We had like ten minutes of nothing, yeah. and now we're back to wrestling. It was a lot less, so it and it didn't feel so bad. It was it was a lot of promos back to back, but ultimately, uh, it did feel like the pacing, kind of like we said, is better. Sure, is getting better. Um, and we have a tag team match coming up next, and it's the Orient Express against the Rockers. The version of the Orient Express, which does not contain a white guy pretending to be Japanese. Yeah, so it was Tanaka and Sato with Mr. Fuji. I, mm-hmm. You know, there's just not much to write home about with this one, uh, other than Marty comically spilling into the first row after getting <laughs> salt in his eyes. <laughs> yeah, salt in the eyes, which <laughs> spills over. I'm like, what the fuck? It was really Count funny. Up. Oh, I got to point out, Marty just looks so bored during this match. He did. He, he's, there's one moment where Marty's got a side headlock on the ring, and he's literally just standing, standing, standing there. there. I, like, no theatrics, just standing back to the hard cam. And I'm like, bro, yeah. this is WrestleMania. At least pretend you care. Uh, you know, the Orient Express are kind of they're throwing themselves around in the ring. They're they're taking it. They're doing pretty okay. Um, Michaels is fine. Janetti is bored. Um, it's okay, and that's as much as it gets. Okay, as as far as it gets for seven and a half minutes. Yeah, I mean, it's rare to see a countout in a tag team match. I know, right? Right. They've never seen that before at WrestleMania. Uh, so that was interesting. But things pick up a little bit with the return of Steve Allen. Oh man, Steve now he's Allen with Rhythm and Blues is back. Like, we're on our way to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, that's good. I'll be sure to let them know you're coming. <laughs> yeah, he, They've Steve, been called one of the greatest new bands in music business today. Unfortunately, now, they're not here. So now I'm going to you live with Rhythm and Blues, which they have none of either. <laughs> so so <laughs> Honky Tonk Man says, you've got to be so anxious about us playing our new song tonight. It's going to be great. And Steve Allen says, 
I haven't been this excited since I found out Pee Wee Herman was straight. <laughs> I mean, just I was, I was on the floor tearing up at Steve Allen. Steve Allen is the MVP of WrestleMania Six. He is. It's so I can't even begin to tell you how great it was, <laughs> and he was, and his timing was perfect. I mean, it was just perfect. That's what he does, man. Uh, he says something about. Uh, <laughs> Tiny Tim and the Turnpike. Yeah, this is better than when Tiny Tim and the Turnpike played at like played at the gas station, the at gas the New Jersey Turnpike. That's yeah, what that's what it was. was. I'm like, what? <laughs> and the whole time, Honky and Blue and, and um, God damn it, the whole time, Honky and Greg Greg Valentine. Right. The whole time, Honky and Greg Valentine are just not paying attention. They're just like tuning. Like, Man, we're so good. We're gonna be the best band ever. Yeah. And Steve Valentine's just tearing them down the whole time. It's whole so time. It's, it's so glorious. Beautiful. Um, but before we get to the Rhythm and Blues performance, which does in fact happen, um, we get, uh, I don't even know how to ex- describe it. Well, uh, we get Dino Bravo, who's Canadian, who comes out, he's Canadian. But a heel. Get, gets gets cheered because he has a Canadian flag. But he's boring as hell. Poor, oh, God, he's so boring. And we get Jim Duggan, oh, with his American flag, getting booed, having garbage thrown at him. You're what in they Canada. Thinking? What were they thinking booking this match? Are you saying boo or ho? No, they're saying boo, buddy. I turned the volume up. They're throwing trash at you. Uh, Duggan cheats to win. What a baby face. And then Quake crushes him seven times. Yeah. The end. The end. Uh, only thing, only redeeming quality here is I noticed that Jimmy Hart oh, man. apparently has a different suit for every single one of, <laughs> of, of its the, five appearances tonight. Right? It's beautiful. That gets expensive, Jimmy. Yes, it does. But you're right. This is ultimately a waste of a segment because they pit two guys that cannot be cheered for. Um, the fans ultimately <sighs> cheer for boring. Duggan because he's, he's got a personality. He just I kept don't know. Cha- the oh my god! Every time he does a move, oh, like headbutt, oh, elbow, oh, body slam, oh, atomic <laughs> drop, the fifth one we've seen tonight, oh. Like, dude, and that shut was, the fuck up. That was the four minutes, and that if, was if it. If you would stop belting out ho, you could actually have better matches. Uh, I love you, Duggan. And this is, again, when the pace starts to slow down, uh, because we get to <laughs> the second championship match of the night. Uh, Ted DiBiase is actually putting his million-dollar championship on the line. He's got Virgil at ringside against Jake Roberts. And Jake Roberts cuts this promo before this match. How fitting is it, Ted DiBiase? You make everybody else grumble for your money. <laughs> How ironic. The money that you grumble for will be your own. A victim of your own greed, lying there in avarice. Mm, but Damien, Damien and I will be waiting for you. He does. He says, wallowing in the muck of your avarice. So good. This is a five-star promo from Jake. It's one of the best promos in WrestleMania history to this point. I agree. I mean, the only thing I can think of that's better is is Hogan talking about Donald Trump in an earthquake and backstroking. Yeah, that, that, backstroke. <laughs> that's that's it. Uh, but really, I mean, legitimately, this Roberts promo is stupendous. Oh, it's amazing. It's really, really good, uh, and it got me really excited for the match, you know, which is a, what the promo is supposed to do. And it gets me so excited for the match. Uh, and Jesse the Body says, as this thing gets going, he says, you're going to see wrestling and fighting all rolled into one because these two guys hated each other. Oh, they did. Uh, this was a big, big kind of clash between these two. And it, it's a 
you know, it's 11 and a half minutes. Like, it's it's kind of a long one, but I, it feels paced pretty okay. Yeah, it, it wasn't bad. It, this, just, it, it does go on a little long. It was a little long, and the count out when just... Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a few things to note. Uh, one of them is Roberts is wearing snakeskin boots, which we find very interesting. You would think, out of everybody in the world, Jake the Snake Roberts would not wear snakeskin boots. I mean, what are those? Are, are, they, are they Damien Sr.? Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was surprising, for sure. Um, I do think that, uh, you know, about halfway through this match, uh, DiBiase has sort of got a hammerlock on Roberts, and he's really starting to to wear Roberts down, and he's kind of taking him to the mat. And the crowd just seems, cool, man, they are into it. They are so like, oh, this match is great. And then we realize they cut to the crowd. They're all cheering, and it's because they're all doing the wave. And they, it was a very good wave, to be fair. I mean, it, it was, was a spectacular <laughs> yeah, wave. Yeah, they're waving in excitement. And I'm like, oh, come on, guys. This no. is this is a really solid match. Uh, but the crowd is just, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I think, and it, I don't know, Robert started really, really strong. He went for the DDT really early, mm-hmm. and the crowd was ready for it, right? Um, but ultimately, it was once DiBiase started taking it to the mat where the crowd just said, it's our turn. Yeah, they, they checked out, and that's what, what we're just getting. I think the match was just too long. Jake's finally getting set up to go for another DDT. He gets distracted, goes to the outside, gets beaten up, and then gets counted out. Yeah, Beats and- up Virgil. Virgil takes a DDT, but that's it. Well, there's a moment where DiBiase goes for a Rocco cover. Yes. Yeah. I really, yeah. really liked, having just done mm-hmm. the, the Marty mm-hmm. Jones Rollerball Rocco episode in our main feed. Um, the knees go over the shoulders, and so I took note of that. Um, Jake is actually able to hook the arms up and roll through, which we were, you know, Marty Jones was not able to do. Right, right. Um, so that was a, a fun little comparison there, seeing these, you know, what, what a decade separates these two matches yeah, or 12 more. Years. A little more, yeah. Uh, so really interesting, really, really interesting. Um, not a bad match at all. No, it just left a little bit to be desired. Yeah, again, it was a segment that ran too long afterwards. Mm-hmm. Roberts chases Virgil away, gets back in the ring, ends up DDTing uh, DiBiase. Um, and then there's his money that he gives out to the crowd. Roberts just starts giving out hundos. And then he gives one to Mary Tyler Moore, like she needs it. <laughs> and, you know, it's just a little much, but ultimately not a bad segment. And speaking of bad segments. Oh, yeah. Speaking of, oh. we get next match number 12 of the night. We are cruising right along. Yeah. The Twin Towers explode. WrestleMania <laughs> 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 <made> 6. <laughs> Akeem, the African dream. From deepest, Slick. darkest Africa. Yeah. He goes one-on-one with the big boss man. How racist can big boss man be? He's got the Confederate flag. On his, he's from Georgia. Uniform. <laughs> you know, I do like his sunglasses, um, but it's just a thing that happens. And um, Big Boss Man actually gets attacked by Ted DiBiase, who has not left ringside. No, he has not. Uh, when he gets into the ring, and I, it kind of feels like the match is going to be quick, and Akeem's going to pick up a quick victory. <laughs> it was pretty quick, <laughs> and it was it was it was a minute forty nine. But somewhere in the middle, Big Boss Man takes control. Big Boss Man. Sl- Big boss, boss man, slam, pin. Like what? Uh, that's it. That's it. Uh, so it was a subpar match. I think that's fair to say. Sub sub. There was just nothing to it. It was like from deepest darkest par. It it got a one. I'm just gonna say. That. I gave yeah. it a two it was, because it I really like the big boss man's theme, it's and I really theme. like Akeem's theme. It's a good theme song. 
We've gone from deepest, darkest Africa to deepest, darkest crowd lights. There's no lights on Sean Mooney as he interviews children. Yeah, you know, for some reason, Sean Mooney is stuck interviewing people in the crowd at all these WrestleManias, and it always goes poorly. Why are we still letting this man do this? Who's putting him out there? <laughs> it's probably a rib. Why is he still letting them do this to himself? Right, and he's asking Mary Tyler Moore questions about wrestling, and she has no idea. No idea. She's Yes, sure. Right. <laughs> She's given the best non-answers possible to what Sean Mooney has to say. Do you like the Honky Tonk Man? Sure. What about Greg Valentine? Who reminds you of? Uh, I don't know. Is it Elvis? No, it should be more like uh, Brooklyn Bro. I don't know. <laughs> should be like Costello, right? That's what he said. Uh, but, you know, you talked about, Paul, how much you like Akeem's theme song and how much you like uh, Big Boss Man's theme song. But the best song we hear all <laughs> night at WrestleMania 6. Are you talking about Hunka, 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 Honky Love? That's the one. That's the one. I mean, it's literally what I wake up to every single morning. Yeah. <laughs> um, what we get next is uh, a pink Cadillac driving down the aisle. You got two car hop looking females in the front. You got Greg Valentine. You got uh, the honky tonk man in the back with Jimmy Hart holding up a gold record. And you've got somebody driving that car. Yes. I asked both of you gentlemen when we were watching the match, the match, the show. Are you aware of who owns and is driving that pink Cadillac? I have no idea. I, you know, when we looked, because after you said that it was somebody that we should know, I was like, oh man, I'm looking at it, and it looked a little bit like Mr. Perfect, but you said no, nope, not Mr. Perfect. Perfect, but it's, the, it's somebody that owns the Cadillac. Somebody else who he would have wrestled with prominently in WCW, that, my friends, was Mr. Diamond Dallas Page. What? Really? Yep, that was his car. I had no idea. So did he work for the Fed? Nope. How did that connection happen? Hogan went to his nightclub, really liked him. He was trying to get in the business, told him he had a pink Cadillac. All right, brother, coming to WrestleMania. Uh-uh. Yep. That's all it took to get in the business back in the day. Have a nice car. That's what I just learned. Well, actually, at this point, he would have been in the power plant, but he was friends with Kurt, and he was friends with uh, Scott Hall. That is fascinating. Amazing. Diamond Dallas Page. Diamond and Dallas. And now, a, I, can, I see it. Yeah. You see it, yeah. I see it in my head now. Yeah, because huh. he had the long blonde mullet. Yeah, it was definitely there. <laughs> well, it's pulling to a ponytail. But. Right. So interesting. Uh, man, but they get in the ring, and they they sing a hunk a hunk a hunk a honky love. They sure do. And it is a real treat. Yeah, honky tonk cannot hear like the crowd. He just hears the monitor, so he's about a second behind when he's trying to sing. I think my favorite part of the whole segment is... Greg Valentine is on lead guitar, and in the middle of his solo, he just drops his like he just puts it down and like turns, and he's not playing anymore. But the solo is still going. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it was the best. It's it's great. It's ten out of ten. I mean, listen, I cannot believe that we go from that to Flow Rider in later WrestleMania. Yeah. I just like we should have. Well, kept look, it. the previous year we had Run DMC. Oh hey. So. WrestleMania, woo! <laughs> it, was, it was fun. So, uh, you know, you got to love a musical break. <laughs> and I loved, uh, apparently Jimmy Hart secretly wants some hunka, hunka, hunky, hockey love. He was singing it. Because he, he was singing he wants, with the... Yeah, he wants that hunka, hunka, hunka. He was singing with the honkyettes. Yeah, yeah the is that what they are? The honkettes. <laughs> the honkettes. The honkettes. I believe that's what they yeah. were. Interesting. Uh, you know, we uh, this, this night could have gone on longer. Like, they could have had an encore. It would have been great. 
but they threaten to sing it again. <laughs> yeah, they threaten to sing it again. But two two guys come out and they're selling programs in the front. And Honky Tonk Man's like, "Who the hell are these guys?" Oh, I'll tell you who they are. That's Luke and Bush, the Bushwhackers, and they just destroy the set. Yeah, yeah it was odd because typically, if you're going to put someone in costume to try and like keep them under, like a secret agent, then they will be the ones to reveal themselves, right? But, yeah. like, but you Honky Tonk Man says it out loud for everybody. Why not? It was weird. He's but a, I loved the hell out of that segment. <laughs> I was okay with it. Uh, but there's a couple more matches to go. And uh, I know Paul's excited to talk about this next one. We have oh, the 13th yeah. match on the card. At just under four minutes, we have Rick Rude with Bobby the Brain Heenan going one-on-one. With Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Hey. Boy, this youngster coming to the ring there. <laughs> he, uh, he's large. He's very Snooker. large. And he's kind of got jiggle figures on his muscles. Yeah, and I was just I was very kind of taken aback by how white he looks in comparison to Rick Rude. Right. Because I, I never really would have thought that yeah. <laughs> someone yes. could that look... The man from the Isle of Fiji has lighter <laughs> skin tone than a guy from Minnesota. Right. How long did Rick Rude spend? Isn't in, that funny? Well, about as long as he did taking the steroids. Oh. oh. I, you know, <laughs> honestly, I, I did not expect the dark joke from the segment to be about Rick Rude, <laughs> to be fair. Um, listen, it's three minutes and 59 seconds. There's not a lot to it. There isn't, but man, I mean, Snooka, he really has the killer instinct in this contest, oh, doesn't well, he? Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> you knew it was coming. <laughs> there it is. He, uh, he loses. Snooka loses. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Rick Rude. He gets murdered. Oh, well, oh, oh gosh. Okay. Well, we're just going to go straight over the lot. <laughs> we were, we were, it was thinly veiled. And now we pulled the mask off. You you are the honky tonk man revealing Luke and and the bushwhackers. That's what you just did. It was fantastic. Yeah. Well, the sunset flip by this. God damn it. <laughs> he, he thought about it. Ah. The sunset flip by Snooker is reversed into the rude awakening, and it was a rude awakening. Whenever the jury, no. Oh, hey. <laughs> okay, rude wins. We're, rude wins. We're gonna move on, and it is now time for the main event of the evening. Title for title. Intercontinental Champion, Ultimate Warrior, versus the WWF Champion, Hulk Hogan. The, the ultimate o- contest. It's so good. The ultimate challenge. The ultimate challenge. Two good theme songs again. Ultimate Warrior, great theme. Oh, yeah, it's on my workout playlist. Yeah. Uh, and Real American, uh, this is, not surprisingly, um, Hulk Hogan's main eventing again. So we still haven't gotten out of that phase. Um, and, you know, despite being champion himself... Hogan inserted himself into the Royal Rumble, though at this time it was before the Rumble meant that the winner exactly. gets into the main event. Right. Did Hogan really need to be in the Rumble? No, and he definitely didn't need to win the damn thing. You know, it's a um, it's a fun build to this match, really. You know, it's it's an interesting one. Uh, the guys kind of go back and forth, sort of the will they or won't they. I would argue that this is the biggest WrestleMania main event so far. The way that they made warrior feel like it felt like a true passing of the torch i know you can say hey what about hogan and andre from wrestlemania 3 that was huge that was uh one of the biggest matches in the world that was literally huge it was literally huge but if you look at how those guys go into and leave that match are they fundamentally changed i would argue no this match you had a guy like warrior who has been on this trajectory up 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 and has really only in a couple of years 
uh, stolen the hearts of the fans of the WWF is finally getting this opportunity to do literally the impossible, what has never been done, and that's beat Hulk Hogan in the main event of WrestleMania. It's a huge match. It hasn't been done. It is. And I mean, when you think about it, you know, when you watch all the WrestleMania highlight clips, you know, the, the video packages that show up every single year, you see the Hogan slam on Andre, and you see the stare down between Hogan and Warrior. The irresistible force being the immovable object. It's that iconic, you know, and it is a big deal. And I, th- and I think if it's, if it's not the most important main event in the first six WrestleManias, it's, it's tied for first, right? I mean, it's pretty close with Hogan and Andre. Not to mention it's uh, the first time that I can remember in the history of the company where they're putting both belts up in a winner-take-all yes, winner style match. All. Yeah. yeah, which is massive, right? Uh, because you have to remember the Intercontinental title was a major major deal it definitely was and hogan had never won it right right so plenty of story to tell here um and that stare down at the beginning is just i mean you can feel it these are these are two guys that i i think get the biggest crowd you know especially this time of course oh yeah but the crowd is losing their share going completely wild yeah among those going wild is edge and christian they're there that's absolutely right um it's just a really really fun start to the match too the sort of like this back and forth trying to figure out who's stronger. It goes on for a while. It does. There's a test of strength that it's the longest test of strength I've ever seen. Um, but ultimately, uh, it's just really, it's, it's a really cool story that they're telling kind of, you know, who's, are the warriors more powerful or the Hulkamaniacs more powerful? You know, like what are we trying to figure out here? Um, this match goes 22 minutes and 51 yeah, it seconds. It does. It's, it's long. It didn't feel that long, but it was pretty long. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it, it doesn't feel that long because there's that stare down in the beginning. There's the test of strength in the beginning. So by the time we really get going, we're probably eight or so minutes in. That's right. true. So, you know, the match, is, it feels like 15 because it, it really only is 15. Well, it is a great start, right? They lock up in the middle of the ring, and Hogan wins the first lockup. So that sort of starts telling the story of Hogan's previous dominance in uh, WrestleMania main events at, right off the bat. Yeah. Well, they have a second lockup, and the Warrior wins. And they go for a, like, for, oh, a for a Greco-Roman test of strength. Warriors winning it. Warriors winning it. Yeah, they, well, they have a lot of really good back and forth exchanges. It's yeah. kind of like a one-upmanship. You know, whatever you can do, I can do better. I also love that every time they go for like a shoulder block, they just bounce off of each other. Yep. Yeah. Every single time. And they they've had this sort of running thing that they've been doing, both literally and figuratively running, um, is the crisscross. You know, like one of them will run uh, across the wing, across the ring one way. The other one will run the other way, and then they'll collide at some point. Uh, so early in the match, they do the crisscross and they trade body slams, uh, and they're really selling that maybe Warrior is as strong as Hogan. You know, no one's ever been as strong no. as Hogan, but but maybe these guys are evenly matched, and the crowd is eating it up. Oh yeah, because it's so you know it's unheard of at this point. So it's really really fun. Uh, and the match kind of stays at that pace until Hogan hurts his knee. Tweak of the knee there, and then <laughs> we have to mention this. They do another test of strength, and it has the most unflattering camera angle. Oh my gosh! Of all time. Are we talking about this? We I have. Think, you I have think, to talk about it. So I they think go, we have to. It, you, if we don't talk about it, people are going to get mad. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> the, he means Paul. <laughs> the warrior goes down on his knees. <laughs> Well, and sure kind does. of buries his head into Kogan's, well, let's just call it his groin, and starts shaking violently <laughs> as Hogan starts also shaking violently. And it looks like. Well, okay, hang on. Hang on right there. So I think what adds to the 
and I think everyone kind of knows what we're getting at here. Yeah, I looked really familiar. What, <laughs> what adds to the the moment is Warrior's hair is teased up in the super 90s uh, tease style. Oh, so, so high, hair yeah, yeah. and everything. And so when he shakes his head, his hair moves really, really violently. And so it looks like he's shaking his head more vigorously than he probably really is. Didn't help things. Yeah, you know. Well, Hogan starts going, <laughs> as it looks like he's about to climax. <laughs> uh, you're right. We could not have not talked about that. I think that was super important to bring up. It's, uh, I, I was literally on the floor. Like, I was, <laughs> it is unavoidable. And once you see it, you, you can't. You can't unsee you it. You can't unsee it. Not to be done with this, we get a double down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, what's so interesting is that these both of these guys are, are faces, but they go through this thing, and, if, and this is something we've talked about, it's how Hogan wrestles as a heel so much, despite the fact that he's not, um, at least, you know, at this point. Um, but Warrior and Hogan trade eye rakes. Yeah. There's like a whole bit where they trade three or four eye rakes, and I'm just like, man, that's so weird to me. <laughs> Maybe they were trying to unsee what we saw. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing I can think. Hey, brother, look at you're blowing me. Let's, cut <laughs> let's get it let's, out. Let's of here. Let's I don't want to think about something else. Well, Hogan did do an inside cradle, uh, which <laughs> I thought that? was really yeah, fun. very unusual for him. Oh man! Well, it was almost like they were trying to tell that Hogan was having to pull out all the stops, uh, which kind of makes me think he was nervous about losing, right? Yeah. And so you kind of yeah. get this sense that kayfabe. Hogan thinks that he might lose this match, and so he's going to try and do everything he can. I, I actually really liked that. Yeah, I agree with that completely. Um, but after after the double down that that Paul mentioned, uh, Warrior starts to to Warrior up. Yeah, I guess Warriors how up. I say it. You know, and so you know it's kind of the bit that Hogan does, and you know he's not selling the punches, and he starts to feed off the crowd, and uh, and then just when you think the match is about to go in overdrive. We get a bear hug. He locks in a bear hug. I actually detracted points from my score when that bear hug was locked in. Yeah, it's not the most exciting move in WrestleMania history. Add on to that that it doesn't look like it's being applied very forcefully. No, they're both kind of standing there. They made the connection earlier in the match with the blowjob. Right, right. (laughs) Not just embracing each other. (laughs) They're worn out. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You know who does a really fantastic job in this match? Earl Hebner. He's great. Earl Hebner doesn't. Excellent job uh, refing. Totally agree. You could tell it was a big match feel just by looking at Hebner the whole time. Mm -hmm. He took this match extremely seriously. Uh, Hogan has Warrior in a rear chin lock at one point, and Warrior goes to grab grab Hogan's hair. And a lot of times when you see like a ref, um, when you know when there's a hair pull, the ref will start counting one, two, three. No, Hebner just shoves his hand off. He's like, I'm so glad you mentioned that because I noticed it too. Not gonna happen. He just takes his hand right off. I love it. It was great. He takes initiative, and it, it made the match feel more of like a big deal. Yeah, and he plays a larger role, too, because then he gets knocked down, right? He gets... Uh, I don't even remember how it happened. Uh, it was like a... They both... Everybody got shoved in like the corner. It was weird. That's right. That's right. And and so Hebner was kind of in the middle of it. I just, there's a point where both men hit a big move and then count their own pinfall. Mm-hmm. And before I could even say it, you just hear Monster go, two out of three falls, huh? And I'm like... Uh, yeah, yeah, they're both one apiece, gorilla. Ah! <laughs> there is a really, really cool near fall that happens there, and it's and it's we're not used to in these WrestleMania main events. These no, we're not. We get the, we get the, the gorilla press slam by the warriors. This is his big finish, and yeah. then Hulk kicks out. Like, oh, and then Hulk starts hulking up. Here we go, but he misses the big leg. 
big splash. Warrior wins it. Yeah, and I it's really boom. and one of the things that I noticed here was the camera work. The camera work has improved year over year yeah. in WrestleMania, and there I think are some that, really cool shots. There's some really the great shots. Yeah, uh, I think when because both I think the one that that we had talked about while we were watching was both men were down on the mat right after like the ref was knocked down, so they were both down, and it's like a shot like on the canvas. Mm-hmm. Yes, and beautiful. it's like looking over both of their bodies. It's it was really really good. Um, so that made the, the main event that much better for us, you know, watching it now. Um, but you're right. Warrior wins and the crowd loses their minds. Go crazy. Hogan immediately like rolls out of the ring. Like, Oh, big Hogan's going to go cry in the corner. No, he actually goes and grabs the belt and presents it to the warrior and raises his arm up as to say, all right, brother, you can have this for now. I'm going to take it back in a year though. <laughs> yeah. He does have a, a nice little run with that belt, and he yeah. changes the color and makes it his own. That, that, it was it was good. Yeah. It was good. Um, there it is. WrestleMania six. Hogan passes the torch. There you go. Not for long, but he does. In fact, yes. Um, it was. Uh, I you know based off of the six WrestleMania so far, that was my second highest rated main event. Yeah, it was a good one. I thought it was very good. Um, you know what? It's probably if i'm looking back one of my highest matches of the night it was it was really not bad it is my second highest rated match of the night would have been my highest if it had not been for the endless bear hug yeah so what's yeah. everyone's match of the night um let's see if i'm looking through what well, well paul you said do you know yours your match of the uh, night? right off hand my match of the night as a joke i was gonna say the orient Ex- uh, not the orient express the heart foundation bolsheviks but no my match of the night is actually the opening contest Oh yeah, the uh, Coco Beware Coco and, and Mar- Martel. Martel. My match of the night. Um, mine actually was the main event for for like match. My main event was the highest of the night for me for sure. Yeah, actually, I really liked the Barbarian in Tito Santana. That was my second. Oh, yeah. that's tied with this one for my second highest. That yeah. one. That one was really good. Um, I think. I mean, we are the the lowest was the Piper Bad News Brown. Uh-huh. You know, no shocker there. Um. But overall, how did we feel about this WrestleMania? I really liked it. I, think I had a lot it, of fun with it. I think it's a huge improvement over WrestleMania's past. Um, I do think that there were still low points, uh, but they were not as frequent as they have been in other WrestleManias. And so I, I think that's going to reflect in the scores, but I, I don't know. I and most importantly, we didn't get 40 minutes of no wrestling. Yeah. Right. The only break we got was really that 15 minutes. And it was all promos, and it yeah. went right back to the action, so it was quick. This this menu was ten minutes shorter. Had more matches though, so I was like, it, it moved so much smoother than four and five, in my opinion. And uh, unfortunately, I think we're going to look back at this WrestleMania as a high point in the first decade or so, uh, and not necessarily the beginning of a of a upward trajectory. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what uh, we're kind of bracing ourselves don't for. Don't think we're going to see that until around like thirteen. Oh yeah. boy, oh maybe twelve. We have a few more to go, but. There are some definite uh, big matches coming up in WrestleMania 7, 8, and 9, so I'm excited for the next few episodes. Yeah, I think so, too. You know, I think what's really interesting is, even though I, I said there wasn't a lot of low points in this WrestleMania necessarily as compared to the other ones, I think the low points, I scored really low. So it, it, <laughs> it like, really low. So it, it might balance out. I'm really curious to see now i guess and, what what happened and actually you know what's coming up next episode wrestlemania 7 wrestlemania 7 the undertaker ah oh! the first the beginning of yes. the streak the streak starts yes. again oh i thought we were talking about the blindfold match <laughs> <laughs> there is a blindfold match too oh which led to gosh. 
the Vipers versus <laughs> the Visionaries. <laughs> It'll be good. It'll the be Visionaries good. contained power and glory, Paul, Roma, and Hercules. So what, what does everyone have for, for their score for WrestleMania six? Well, I'll start, I guess. Um, I have my overall rating for WrestleMania six is a 5.16 oh, wow. really? out of 10. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Which makes it uh, my second highest WrestleMania behind WrestleMania 1. Yeah, so it's also my second highest WrestleMania behind WrestleMania 1. I have it at a 5.32. Wow, you guys were harsh. Yeah. Wow, 5.32. <laughs> uh, How about that? Well, uh, when I did my final tally... My rank was a 5.9987, so I rounded up to an even 6.0, my highest-rated WrestleMania to date. Okay, okay. How do you like that? So that's what the numbers say. Do, do you trust your gut? Do you think WrestleMania I did. 6 I is was higher like, than WrestleMania 1? Yeah, I think it was overall just a better show. Okay. I see why. I mean, there I can definitely see the main event for sure double, is enough to put it over. Double but. the matches, not, and there's only like really two stinkers in there. So, and, and I think that was the issue. I think the issue with WrestleMania six was the amount of matches that yeah. that just kind of drug that score down. Whereas WrestleMania sure. one is easier for it to have a higher score because it had fewer opportunities for mistakes. There's like only one stinker in that match. Oh, sorry, one stinker on that card, and then that one stinker in that card was only like, you know, 23 seconds, so mm-hmm. we don't talk about it. Right, right. Um, that means we have a brand new number one. Really? That's right. Uh, WrestleMania 1 was 16.09, and now WrestleMania 6 is 16.49. Eight. Hey, there you go. Yeah. And we're finally getting into 60% there. Yeah, you know. <laughs> we got a D. <laughs> right. We got a D. You know, what's interesting is uh, Paul ranked this one, you know, a good, um, you know, when, when I'm comparing it to the way we all ranked WrestleMania 1, um, it, it, was a, it was about uh, a tenth of a point lower for me, WrestleMania 6 was, than WrestleMania 1. It was about two tenths of a point less for you, Landon. And Paul, it was actually... Um, seven tenths higher than WrestleMania one, and so that's wow. the difference maker. Yeah, right. For sure. So that's how we get this sixteen point four eight total, which makes it number one. Number one. It is the greatest WrestleMania of all time. It is the last Mania so standing as uh, as of right now. For now. For now. <laughs> we we shall see. Yeah. Hey, where is WrestleMania seven? Anybody remember off the top of their head? Uh, well, it's supposed to be at the Memorial Coliseum right. in Los Angeles but uh, with over 100,000 people. Well, spoiler it's actually in the Memorial Sports Arena across the street with 17,000 people, <laughs> and they can say all they want, ooh, bomb threats. No, you sold 17,000 tickets. The Memorial Arena holds 17,000. That's where you went. Had nothing to do with bomb threats. Had nothing to do with you trying to cash in on the Iraq war with Sergeant Slaughter in your main event. That's why you didn't sell 100,000 tickets. Ouch. So you can say whatever you want. It was supposed to be the rematch, but the Warrior, you know, conveniently was in and out of the company, so that wasn't going to happen. Uh, so yeah, Sergeant Slaughter, ultimate puke. Boo. It's going to be the lowest rated WrestleMania to date. So the WrestleMania... <laughs> <laughs> He's decided. It's the lowest wrestle, Lowest one yet. So the WrestleMania 7 uh, main event was supposed to be rematch. a rematch yeah. between Hogan and Warrior. That would have been interesting. How, how do you think things might have gone differently for WrestleMania uh, well, 7? Well, Hogan was going to win. That's how the bookie was supposed to be. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Right. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not going to say it's going to be the lowest one yet. We'll see. 
Um, definitely the lowest main event to date. That that might definitely be for sure. But there's actually some good matches on that card. I don't know. I I rated I rated the Bundy match really low. Oh, I did rate the Bundy match low. That was like a Michael three and a half. It was low. You're gonna rate this one good. lower. <laughs> <laughs> Worst main event in Mania history. We'll see. Oh, we'll boy. see. Mark my words. <laughs> Mark my words. <laughs> Um, well, there is, you go. The greatest WrestleMania of all time through the first six. So super, super excited um, to, to bring you WrestleMania 7. Uh, you're welcome in advance for watching it so you don't have to. And yeah. uh, we can't wait to bring it to you on our Patreon exclusive. So thank you so much for listening and for being a part of our team because it's really, really fun for us. Um, but until WrestleMania 7 from a smaller arena than it was supposed to be. Uh, <laughs> Much smaller. I, I'm Spencer. I'm Paul. And I'm Landon. And this is Last Mania Standing. Last Mania Standing.